G'day, g'day, g'day. How's it going? Nicola O'Brien. Welcome to Fox Force 5, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. From a roaster of an Irish summer's day, finally. I think it's going to be roasting. It's supposed to be 18 degrees here tomorrow, so yeah. uh, I think we're, we just have the cold start of the day here as well. I think it's coming. I can feel it. Yeah, <laughs> do you know, it's funny because it's such a terrible complaint to have, but um, because we're in a new house, it's so fucking warm. Oh my God. Even like the last two weeks, it hasn't even been hot and it's mm-hmm. been so warm. So I ordered a fancy fan. Now I didn't go as far as like the Dyson era. Oh, and I yeah. hear some people are like, they're not great anyway. Mm. So I just like looked up kind of tower fans and what was good and stuff. So I ordered one. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm oh, so excited nice. about my fan. It's coming. You'll need today. it the next few weeks, girl. <laughs> You'll need it definitely. Yeah, oh, that's well, good. That's yeah. good. That's an investment anyway. Yeah, and I think, you know, sometimes because we have the thermostat on the wall in the bedroom, I'm always like, oh my God, it's 22 degrees. <laughs> I just like go overly like conscious of Give it. Give me your anxiety. So, yeah, 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 like this, Jesus, like last night even, it was so hot. And then because we have the building side across the road, sure, it's like half six yeah. in the morning, the noise starts. Oh, so, God. yeah, we'll need it for the baba anyway. I'd say we'll probably get invested in a second one, but I'd nearly prefer that than like one expensive one that wasn't 100% then, you know, so. Yeah. You'll have to give us a review anyway once it's in. I will. I'm excited. It's coming today. So I'll let you know. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. yeah, No, it's been, it's been weird here. I went out for a run on, what day? Wednesday, a short one. And it was so warm. And I was like, and it was really overcast. And I was like, well, this is like being in, I don't know, the jungle Mm. somewhere. And then uh, I was about 2K from home and the heavens opened like oh, I mean God. that proper like major thunderstorm shower you know yeah. and um I was just sat in a bus stop and I couldn't I couldn't even stay dry in the bus stop it was that <laughs> heavy and um it it was lasted for about I'd say six or seven minutes and then just mm. stopped it was unbelievable yeah, it's been a bit like that too here there was really bad thunder on Wednesday I think up in Dublin and stuff loads of like thunder strikes and lost power and actually James our brother was saying last night he was in Dingle on Tuesday and the whole village was just without power it was well. Really? <laughs> yeah. For like the whole day. So it's just weird stuff going on. But weird. it's lovely. I'm here for it. I have a summer dress on. It makes the bump look seven times as big as it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. It's I'm nice ready to, to embrace it. <laughs> not have loads of clothes on when you're not feeling the best yeah. like that. Um, yeah, we're just recovered from last weekend. We had our friends Nick and Justin from Belfast and we had great lols. It was a. Uh, Busy weekend in terms of we had an aquarium visit on Saturday and then we went to the Ooh. zoo on Sunday. So we were like kiddie venue out of it. Did um, you see the pandas? How were the pandas? We did. Oh, they were looking great. Uh, oh my God, my Siri's talking to me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what that was. It was weird. Um, they looked very relaxed and very happy, but unfortunately they've, they've never procreated those two. So they're going back to <laughs> China. Um, but like, it's funny. There was some comedian tells a joke about how pandas are like doomed because they are so bad at like evolution. <laughs> they don't like mating. They don't, and they eat like, they have to eat like tons of bamboo every day yeah, to get a tiny yeah. bit of energy out of it, you know? And it's like, now lads, do you think maybe you should just have a review your diet and et cetera, you know? But, um, yeah, so it was kind of sad to see the back of them, but you know, it's yeah. that thing, you know, often, you know, with zoos, you're like, oh, is, you uh, know, sometimes, generally speaking, they've got, and Edinburgh Zoo, they've got very big enclosures, the animals usually, but then sometimes you just go think, oh, God, these poor animals should be out in the wild or whatever. But generally speaking, a lot of the animals, with them, that are in though, zoos they kind of, kind of are, 
would be rescued off now if they had yeah, or they're leave. endangered or they're yeah. rescued or whatever or they wouldn't survive in the wild so you know zoos kind of play an important um role in that respect so yeah. yep so that was it so um yeah we'd lovely time so trying to have a quiet weekend this weekend because for so much <laughs> on like the last few weeks. <laughs> oh and then the next few weeks are mad as well so oh, it's oh all my concerts are going to kick off now the week's <laughs> time of struggle to all these amazing concerts oh uh, no uh, oh, oh, sorry oh. Uh, <laughs> Kelly after making Harry Styles and Beyonce and what else? Blessed and ruined after that. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Well, as I say, some people some people go on sun holidays. Some people go on yoga holidays or golfing holidays. I go to concerts. You, you go on a few holidays too. So do you know what? The terrible thing is though, there's no relaxing in it. Like it's only you end up only more knackered at the end of it. I but saw anyway, a few so pictures from uh, Beyonce's opening. Tour. It looks unreal. Concert. Oh my god, the costumes and stuff are unreal. Mm. She's mad. But 37 songs apparently but um, wow I'm not even a major like I wouldn't know all her stuff I at all I know like, but like but still, the spectacle yeah, yeah exactly I yeah. tried to f- book a table for beforehand in the city you might as well be trying to like get Santa on the phone today like it's <laughs> impossible um, but anyway right we better get going with this so um, number one one okay this is a really quick one and it's from her.e if people want to look it up a little bit more it's about skincare and, you know, in this day and age, every skincare product is telling you that they're a wonder product, etc. But an awful lot of what you see on the products, you can't really trust. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So um, it's no secret that brands use clever marketing to sway consumers towards their products in an incredibly saturated market. From skincare to makeup and fragrance, clever advertising and great quality products are what makes a brand successful. But did you know some terms you'll see commonly used are actually a bit misleading and don't necessarily mean what they say? Beauty experts at Liberty London have therefore debunked five of the most common skincare marketing claims. Here's what you need to know. One, dermatologist tested. The term dermatologist tested doesn't make a product safer or more trustworthy. The term is not defined by law. You could pay a self-appointed dermatologist to dab a bit of product on their skin and you'd be able to use the phrase on your product. Oh, can you shrink? Can you shrink your pores? Honestly, no. The size of your pores is determined by your genetics, so you can't permanently shrink them. However, with an effective daily cleansing routine, you can minimise their appearance. Three, natural or chemical free. Products labelled with these terms are not necessarily of better quality. There's no agreed upon legal definition of what constitutes natural. Four, facelift in a bottle. No skincare products can work as well as cosmetic procedures. It's impossible. Cosmetic procedures do things to your skin that products simply cannot. I remember laughing about this because Caitlin Moran, when she wrote her biggest book, I think it's uh, How to Build a Girl, she wrote in that about, you know, how Botox was like against... Uh, all things feminist and that it was selling mm. out and all this stuff. And then by the time she wrote her next book, How to Be a Woman, she was like, Botox is the only way. <laughs> I've tried every cream and lotion and potion and my God, is it worth the hour trek across the city every two months? It does things nothing else can do. Do it. I was wrong. Um, There you go. Uh, and the final one is simplicity is key. You don't need a lot of skincare products to get good skin. Simplicity is key when it comes to skincare. Don't be fooled by the latest trend of a 10-step routine. A targeted, streamlined approach can often yield better results. My mate Emer, who works in um, palliative care, <laughs> often has discussions with older ladies oh, about, about their, their skin. beautiful skin. Mm. And she's she'll tell you nine times out of ten, Genetics. they'll tell you they use cold cream, mm. Nivea, oil of Yule. 
very simple moisturizers. E45. And E45. I'm very good skin. Exactly. Like in pregnancy, they really got a few spots, but like I never get spots. I don't have dry patches. Yeah. E45, people. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So there you go. Some skincare debunked. I wish we could do a, do a slot, which is the best skincare products, but it's just yeah, not going to happen. No. But also, we don't have the money to be buying those skincare products. No. That but do you know what? I, I, I buy the Sunday Times, the ad time, and, uh, there's a column in it by a woman called India Nice. She's a beauty mm. columnist. She's just, just kind of a general columnist as well, or she used to be anyway. And um, so she reviews products every week, but in a sort of a column kind of mm. way, not in like, a, here's five things, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm not sure you, at least once or twice a month, she'll say, this is the best thing I've ever found for whatever, you know, BB cream or whatever. And you just think, really? You know, there must be, I, I actually remember years ago, a friend of a friend was a beauty journalist and once a year she would have a sale of all the stuff she oh got yeah that free. was so cool yeah you it get was all brilliant the we got everything cheap. like chanel body cream mac makeup fucking all sorts now she obviously wasn't supposed to do this so, so she'll remain nameless but what she used to do was like she'd do it and she'd have and it was so cheap so you'd get yeah, she'd give you like four mac eyeshadows for a tenner or something yeah. even less i'd say um and then she would take some of the money and spend it on a holiday or whatever, but then she'd take a chunk of the money and give it to uh, Macmillan Cancer oh, Research. Good, yeah. And she used to go and do makeup for women who had cancer and stuff like that as oh. well. So um, it felt like it was fine. You know, she yeah, got it all for yeah. free anyway. It was just gathering dust and mm. it was going to be properly used by other people. I mean, some of the stuff, most of the stuff had never been opened, you know. Yeah. So, um, well, you yeah, see some of the, some of the press packages some of these brands send out now, like Charlotte Tilbury in particular is like over the top altogether. Mm. Like I remember during COVID, they sent out like this stocking thing. It must have had like six, seven hundred euros or stuff to the point where I'd say people were half embarrassed opening it up. You know, the way like all these influencers shows, yeah. have to like open it up and stuff. And it was just so over the top. It was obnoxious, the size of the people. It just shows you how little they're actually probably spending on those products, yeah, you know, as well. True. Like, you, you wouldn't be giving away mm. your fucking margin, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And like yeah. every influencer going had like this bloody Charlotte Tilbury thing. It was so yeah, over the I top. I vaguely remember time. that. Yeah, yeah. It was mad. Yeah. And even now, see, still, they send out a lot. You'd still see it a lot. But I think it kind of like diminishes it a little bit too, if it's supposed to be this kind of exclusive yeah. brand and then they're hawking it to, Haunting all it to the, everybody. That's it, like, you know, so. So that's the thing about kind of knowing your your target, um, whatever. What am I trying to say? Per, uh, your PR, I suppose, but like not audience, yeah, market. Your target market, yeah. like, um, because if you're targeting sort of middle class people, which Charlie Tilbury would be, it's like don't be um, getting obnoxious like that, yeah. you know, because that's going to put people off, basically. Totally. You want to remain kind of exclusive and kind of simple and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But anyway, there you go. So um, that was that. Uh, number two, over to you. Two. Two things to talk about this week. So I'm going to tell you a bit about telly and uh, the cinema because we, I said last week we were going to see Oh yeah, <laughs> the Galaxy Tree. Um, mm. So I know like I always harp on about the Marvel stuff and not everybody's into it, but it's so good. It's so Good. Guardians oh. of the Galaxy Tree. Yeah. You're the first person I've spoken to that's actually 
had a strong opinion about it. Yeah. Oh, really? I th- I thought, oh my God. It's I got the really vibe. Nice. It was like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you know? no, it's been very good. I think it may be because the last few Marvel films were kind of shite as well. So um, mm. it's it's the finishing of the story. So it's quite nostalgic yeah. and sentimental and stuff, you know, and like there was a few mm. crying moments during the whole thing. Like, but it was really, really was good. Was everybody crying now or was it just you? No, loads of people. It wasn't just me and the pregnancy hormones. A few people were like holding back the tears. Um, so. Sure, <laughs> was holding back the tears. Sure. No, it was more trouble. Shane than Jer. You big girl's blouse. You big girl's blouse, Shane. You big girl's blouse. But no, it was sad. Like it was emotional. And like the way they use music in it is so brilliant. Like, you know, they always have a great soundtrack, all those movies. So this was no exception. There's a few um, cool Beastie Boy songs in it and Florence the Machine. Um, has a very iconic moment in it, song-wise. And yeah, I re- so when you're kind of in tune with music too, I think it kind of hits at your emotions a bit as well. But um, yes, yeah, it was really, yes. really good. I really enjoyed it. Would highly recommend it if you're a Marvel fan to go True. see it and actually go to the cinema to see it just because it's the last one. It's kind of nice. Yeah, to and it's a big action film, so it's worth yeah, watching in the exactly. cinema. Yeah. Um, and then on the telly, I watched uh, Queen Charlotte, the British story. Oh, did you? Story. I haven't watched it yet because yes. sure a bit hesitant about it so I'm like right, okay. <laughs> I love yeah. how uh, you're very cute like all the TV you watch you watch together because I know obviously with the kids and stuff mm. but um, no this is what I wouldn't have yeah, because we've watched got on my own maybe an hour and a half I a know, night I know. <laughs> you can't no we could we could go into separate rooms but you know that would be a little bit anti-social I know yeah. well I normally watch stuff when I go I have a bath for an hour so I'll watch an episode of something so it's you're nice hilarious. way to kind of watch I'm not that person I would die if I just in a bath for an hour I would actually die what? oh my god I love it Jesus, she's pregnant nah, now I'm like goodbye we're World. I'm off to the bed for an hour. Um, I'm off to watch a box set. Yeah, in the bed. But uh, yeah, so it. Uh, so I was kind of. I didn't. I don't. Didn't actually think I was going to watch it because I was like, oh, I don't know if I can take on another Bridgerton-y kind of thing now. You know. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be quite different. Very. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like the bones of it were similar. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously about the queen. You know, when mm-hmm. she was young and when she mm-hmm. gets married to King George and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, just about their relationship and stuff. And uh, just it's a love story. You know, it's kind of a tough love story because he has like um like a lot of anxiety and mental health issues and stuff like that. And obviously back then, which he did in real life. So it's it's very loosely based on real life in terms yeah. of like, you know, their characters. And she mm. was actually like, although she was painted very white and stuff in a lot of paintings and that she was actually from African descent, Queen Charlotte. Okay. So yes. it was kind of a big thing at the time. So like, it does make sense. The Do they kind line. of address that in... Queen, do they address it? Because they yeah, don't address it. It's colorblind, do. isn't it? Bridgerton is kind yeah, of colorblind. They do address it, it in up. this. They oh, do because okay. they um, what they do is it's not a spoiler, but they like invite more colored people to. Yes, uh, and that's how Lady Den- yes. Denbury comes into it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, young Lady Denbury is in it. So, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, look, and it's, it's young a, Lady Bridgerton is in it too. Yes, the, the characters, yeah, yeah, and her father and stuff. So no, there's a few good mm. storylines, and it's a love story at the end of the day. You know, so it's like you wouldn't think too much about it but it is nice it's only six episodes is it it's not as sexy as uh, series one no it's not as sexy there is a good bit of sex in it but it's quite pc sex okay yeah yeah, (laughs) and i don't (laughs) it's a terrible thing to say now this is terrible but the guy who plays the king i just didn't really fancy him (laughs) you know whereas like really fancy like all the british brothers you know yeah god and yeah 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 and like you know anthony british and like but um objectifying people that's terrible <laughs> wasn't as invested in it, you know. He wasn't as sexy yeah. as some of the other characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they yeah, were yeah, they were yeah. very good and they had really good. He's a very good actor, like, and 
Mm-hmm. They had very good chemistry, but um, like they're only supposed to be 17 or 18 in it. You know, they're supposed to be young, but um, yeah. yeah. So it's just from there and it's only the six episodes. So it's definitely worth watching. And some of it oh, kind okay. of is in Bridgerton times too. Like some of it's about her, as we've seen her, Queen Charlotte, and mm. some of it is mm. like the flashbacks. She's, great ca- she's a great character in yeah. um, Bridgerton. Actually, but there's so, a lovely yeah. um, parallel storyline of her, you know, her servant man guy. <laughs> Mm. so he about kind of his story and stuff too is kind oh. of parallel to her so you kind of learn a bit more about him and stuff and that's nice and nice yeah it's a good watch i would recommend it and it's short so it's only six episodes so you'll get through it as well cool. but uh yeah queen so that charlotte was queen charlotte yes indeed and british is coming i think in the summer like july or something so oh is that i yeah. was talking to the tv guys the other day and they said next year no, I think it's later this year. Oh. They, feel they finished. Oh, I'd be um, delighted to tell we'll them have, that now or the next uh, day. The yeah. big thing, I suppose, to talk about too is the writers' strikes. So there's Strike. going to be like yeah. no TV the end of this year. <laughs> so oh, get used to like reality TV, I'd say, because that's probably the only thing we'll we're going to have. We'll have to change this slot or we'll have to be on old stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. My my TV podcast is going to go down the pen if that's the case, and and the TV critics are going to be in trouble. Um. Okay. Cool. Moving along. Number three. Three. So our Fox of the Week this week is a very interesting character who I'd never heard of before. Um, her name is Phyllis Wheatley and she was born around this time in 1753. So quite a long time ago in West Africa. And she was the first African-American woman to publish poetry in America. And um, although the date and place of her birth are not documented, scholars believe that she was born in 1753, most likely in present day Gambia or Senegal. She was sold by a local chief to a visiting trader who took her to Boston in the then British colony of Massachusetts. Uh, She was on a slave ship called the Phyllis and the vessel was owned by Timothy Flitch. On arrival in Boston, Wheatley was bought by the wealthy Boston merchant and tailor John Wheatley as a slave for his wife, Susanna. The Wheatleys named her Phyllis after the ship that had transported her to North America. She was given their last name of Wheatley, as was common custom if any surname was used for enslaved people. The Wheatley's 18-year-old daughter, Mary, was Phyllis's first tutor in reading and writing. Their son, Nathaniel, also tutored her. John Wheatley was known as a progressive throughout New England. His family afforded Phyllis an unprecedented education for an enslaved person and one unusual for a woman of any race at the time. By the age of 12, Phyllis was reading Greek and Latin classics and in their original languages, as well as difficult passages from the Bible. At the age of 14, she wrote her first poem to the University of Cambridge in New England. Recognising her literary ability, the Wheatley family supported Phyllis's education and left household labour to their other domestic enslaved workers. How nice of them. The Wheatleys often exhibited Phyllis's abilities to friends and family, strongly influenced by her readings of the works of Alexander Pope, John Milton, Homer, Horace and Virgil. Phyllis began to write poetry. In 1773, at the age of 20, Phyllis accompanied Nathaniel Wheatley to London, in part for her health. She had chronic asthma, but primarily because Susanna believed Phyllis would have better chance of publishing her books uh, than in the colonies. Phyllis had an audience with Frederick Bull, who was the mayor of London and other prominent members of British society. Funnily enough, uh, she was due to have an audience with King George III, (laughs) but returned to Boston before it could take place. Uh, It's it's amazing. That time, obviously, was like the burgeoning, Mm. you know, of um, people from different backgrounds. Um, Selina Hastings, Countess of Huntingdon, became interested in the talented young African woman and subsidised the publication of Wheatley's volume of poems, which appeared in London in the summer of 1773. As Hastings was ill, the two never met. After Phyllis's book was published by November 1773, the Wheatley's 
manumitted, which I think is basically um, they, they let her free from servitude. Susanna Wheatley died in the spring of 1774 and John in 1778. Shortly after, Phyllis met and married John Peters, an impoverished free black grocer. They lived in poor conditions and two of their babies died. John was improvident and was imprisoned for debt in 1784 with a sickly infant son to provide for. Phyllis became a scullery maid at a boarding house doing work she had never done before. She died on the 5th of December 1784 at the age of 31. Her infant son died soon after. Oh, God. It's terrible. So, but just to give you a taste of her poetry, she at one point was writing about the American Revolution um, and she turned to themes around, uh, you know, looking at the rebellious colonists. And in 1770, she wrote a poetic tribute to the evangelist George Whitefield. Um, her poetry expressed Christian themes and many poems were dedicated to famous figures. Over one third consist of elegies, the remainder being on religious, classical and abstract themes. She seldom referred to her own life in her poems. One example of a poem on slavery is on being brought from Africa to America. And it goes like this. Twas mercy brought me from my pagan land, taught my benign soul to understand that there's a God, that there's a saviour too. Once I redemption never sought nor knew. Some view our sable race was scornful I, their colour is a diabolic dye. Remember Christians, Negroes, black as Cain, may be refined and join thy angelic train. There you go. It's a very sad story, isn't it? I mean, she obviously was a talent and probably only showed a very slight side of it, you know. Obviously, when the when her slave owners died, they you know she sort of didn't have anybody to kind of keep an eye out for or whatever, and ugh, it's terrible. But there yeah, you go. Awful. So I've heard of her before. Yes, indeed. Phyllis Wheatley. So I'll put a picture of her on social so people can have a look. There you go. Um. Okay. Over to you, number four. Four. So I was very conscious last week that I gave me lots of Twitter stuff because Kelly made a comment about it. So you made a comment about it. <laughs> Sorry. So I You're found like, this a lovely week, I'm one going this to be week. on something really obscure. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I found a lovely one this week. And actually, I it answered a few questions in my head for me because do you remember last year when the little kid went viral for like, I really like corn and all that, you know? And I was always like, where did that kid come from? Like, what what is this? You know, and I never looked yeah. into it or anything. And, like, you know, they made the song and all that stuff mm. about the kid liking corn. So this is actually an account called Recess Therapy. And what it is, is um, it's hosted by Julian Shapiro Barnum. And what he does is he just interviews kids. Like he just, okay. put, so he is in like playgrounds and like, I suppose after school, things like that. And he interviews kids, like their parents are there and stuff. That's not going to be easy to do, by the way. Yeah. No, yeah, no, but on. he's really nice. He has a really nice way about mm. him. So he works really well with them. And he just asks them questions and it's like, you know, who's beautiful? Who do you think is beautiful? Or what do you think is beautiful? Or like, yeah, you know, nice. what's your favorite thing? Or, you know, he was like interviewing these like triplets and he's like, what's it like to be triplets? And they're all like, yeah, it's okay. And like one kid is like, oh, like <laughs> allergic. <laughs> I, the back I like it. So then he like yeah, spits yeah. them up and interviews them like one at a time. And he just says lovely, lovely way with the kids. And um, mm-hmm. that's basically it. He just interviews all these little kids and they're absolutely adorable. And he like asks things about like, you know, um, like that question, like who's beautiful to you? And they're all like, my mommy is so beautiful. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, it's so Aww. cute. And like the moms are quite close by, you know, so he'll kind of go back and talk to the mom and stuff then. And mm. it's really little things, but it can be like, it's just like big questions. And, you know, he asks them like, yeah. 
things and you know like is there god stuff like that kind of <laughs> and you get their mm. responses and like it's just super cute it's on um instagram and he's also on tiktok i haven't looked kind of beyond that but um yeah. it's just at recess underscore therapy on instagram but it's just a joy of an account like even if you yeah. <laughs> have kids don't have kids they come out with some gems you know in terms Aww. of some of the questions that he asks and that was where the, yeah, you the, do see kind of posts mm. about um you know, we ask the kids, like, what is love or whatever. Yes. And they come up with, like, you know, eat, giving your friend your sandwich or yes, whatever. Yes, yeah, like, cute you know, stuff like it's that. It's cute stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but that's where the little corn kid came from, which I didn't know that. I don't know if I know that video. I'm going to have to look it up. What? The corn one. And he's like, I like corn. And it's big lumpy, <laughs> lumpy thing. And blah, blah. the way he no. describes it is so funny. Oh, my God. Know. It went really I'm not, viral. Actually. I'm not as down with the kids as you are, Nicole, you know. <laughs> Then they made like songs about it and everything, but I never knew where it came from. So, um, right, 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 right. But it's Mother's Day, I think this weekend in America. Yeah. Uh, so the, he has a Mother's Day one up, which I haven't watched yet, mm. which is probably going to be a lovely watch. So definitely oh, nice. give yourselves a few minutes. And uh, so Instagram and TikTok, you said, is it? Yes. Yeah. At recess cool. underscore therapy. I really need to get on TikTok for like these purposes oh stop anyway. it's very addictive so like the thing yeah. is with TikTok you can go down a rabbit hole with it yeah, yeah and it's kind of scary too because then like it learns about you and like all of my stuff now is pregnancy and babies and delivery mm-hmm. and all that like mm-hmm. so it's a bit mm-hmm. it's a bit overwhelming you know you have to kind of skip mm-hmm. on that stuff as quick as possible okay, to get yeah. over it so yeah, yeah so be careful with the old TikTok alright but that okay, is uh, a nice one anyway to follow for sure okay at recess underscore therapy on Instagram and TikTok thank you bye Right, the final thing on my list today I did no research for because I just want to talk to you about it. <laughs> what is it? Eurovision. Oh, yeah. And I'm terrible because I haven't wa- I'd never watched the semifinals. Oh, my so. God. It's giving me life at the moment. <laughs> I am fucking thrilled with Eurovision. I've got to tell you, right? So, obviously, it's on in the UK this year because Ukraine won last year. Yeah. But, okay, because because yeah. of the war, right? Right. Um, but Britain came second, Sam Ryder. And yeah. to be fair, arguably, Sam Ryder could, maybe could have won. Mm, it. He, he, yeah. he was good and he's such a happy chappy. Oh, my God. He's he's turned out to be a real star, you know, yeah, which yeah, we haven't nice had a guy. star spawned from, um, Eurovision. from Eurovision in this part of the world for a long time. Right. So UK offered to host it. It's been on in Liverpool. We did talk about going actually at one point. I would have loved to have gone. It just Even just happen. to go to Liverpool for the week. Oh I yeah, that was it. We, oh sure, it would be impossible to get tickets. Yeah. yeah, but even just to be down there yeah. because, oh my God, the life energy coming out of Liverpool this week is just fabulous. So they'd like an opening concert on Sunday night where Frankie Goes to Hollywood played for the first time in like oh. 25 years or something, <laughs> right? Mad. They had, and loads of other performers, like mm. mad stuff. Um, they had um, they've had two semi-finals this week so Tuesday night and last night Ireland were obviously in the semi-final on Tuesday night and I mean the thing is we haven't done very well in Eurovision for a very long time now and a lot of people say it's about the politics and there is definitely politics to it and we're such a small country and we're not a lot of people say the voting neighbours vote for each other so we Mm. don't have many neighbours we only have Britain you know what I mean so um, well, I think so, actually Britain winning last year kind of showed that it doesn't have to be about politics or coming yeah, second. Because yeah, other years yeah. they'd get like four points and like last year they came yeah. second. You know? Exactly. So um, anyway, just about Tuesday night. Um, so the presenters this year are um, Alicia Dixon, Hannah Waddingham, you know from Ted Lasso. She's also a kind of West End person. 
and Julia Sinina, who's a Ukrainian TV presenter. And they are fierce, the three of them. They are absolutely brilliant. Alicia is class. I mean, she's so beautiful. Oh, my God. And everything. She's just... And she did a rap in the middle of it on Tuesday night, right? It was a little bit cringe to start, but she nailed it, like, you know? Hannah Waddingham is like, where have you been on my life as a presenter? <laughs> she is unreal. She's so good and she's so sexy, but she's kind of a big woman. You know, yeah, tall she's and, really sexy. She's really curvy, know, like strong of shoulders. She, and yeah, Exactly. She's yeah. So she's well built, but she's still gorgeous. And oh, my God, she's a power, powerful woman. She speaks beautiful French as well, of course. So that's um, oh, yeah. half it. And then Julia is a little goth goth grungy person so oh. it's all she wears all like you know tiny plaits and leathery dresses and <laughs> cool. gothy stuff so yeah. she's super cool so the three of them are like a wonderful representation yeah. of women mm. you know so for one they are brilliant they have done all these little kitsch sort of things in between songs where they've brought on old acts like Bucks Fizz and Dustin and Scoop is it Scoop they were called one of the British ones they were like airline um, air hostesses and stuff but anyway all that stuff over the two nights Um, but to go back to Tuesday night briefly Ireland what a disappointment that song was grand good it was it was good it was a good song yeah I heard the song yeah the performance was dog shit it was so bad he your man the singer was like off either out of key or out of sync or something at the start he was kind of double taken at the camera and he just looked like a rabbit in the headlights for the first minute no for the first 30 seconds then he looked like he was just running up and down a stage like they didn't look like they'd kind of choreographed themselves properly at all or actually done any proper sort of um, you know like there was no structure to it. There was no performance. There was no staging. The drummer and the guitarist were just beating the shit out of their instruments and looking really enthusiastic. And then to top things off really badly, the singer, the singer had on a gold jumpsuit, jumpsuit yeah, that was would have been cool if it fitted his crotch properly. He looked yeah. like he had a camel toe type thing. It was disgusting <laughs> and eye-catching and distracting. So... You know, whatever wild youth, sorry now, I, I I don't often trash people, but I thought it was, and and actually it's not just their fault. There'll be a Eurovision committee in Ireland who had some responsibility around this. It was a fucking disgrace. Sorry now. I was just like cringe at the end of it, really. Oh, oh Kelly, um, tell us how you really feel. Oh, <laughs> I'm still annoyed about it, you know, because the song was pretty good, but they should have done something with it. It was the most lacklustre staging. Like, you should see the staging on some of these um, performances it's unbelievable yeah. people have cars on the stage they have houses on the stage they have this huge but that's what Eurovision is about it's about it is now you've got to do all that stuff yeah. they have these huge screens like you wouldn't see at the biggest best concert in the world that they could utilise and they didn't do fucking anything with it it was terrible um, so anyway I'm over that now um, uh, but anyway Tuesday night uh one of my favourites went through Sweden. She's really good. Laureen. I can't get that song. Out I love that song her song really from a few good. years ago. Euphoria. I didn't really She won. Her. Yeah, yeah, she won a few years ago. Um and great performance. And she had this like she looked like she was in fucking Mad Max during her performance. This the she had like a fake ceiling right down on top of her to make her look like she was kind of in a box, you know? Oh, cool. Class. Really cool. Um 
then there's a, the Finnish entry. Me and Stuart couldn't stop laughing at it. Initially, it was like, this is terrible. But actually, by the end, it was like, <laughs> amazing. They were, they have, the, the, the dancers are like four crazy Barbie characters with big white teeth and they're in pink suits and they're yeah. doing mad sort of marionette sort of things. And he's just, it's like... Death metal meets dance meets, I don't know, Barbie. It was wild. That's Finland. Really good. Really entertaining. And then um, last night, some interesting ones as well. Most notably, Austria have two girls and their song is called Who the Hell is Edgar? And it's about, it goes Edgar Allan Poe, 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 Poe. And the song is actually about how little... Um, musicians get paid through streaming services oh. and it's really catchy oh my god it's so catchy it's a bit again you're like what is going on here but by the end you're like yeah I like see, that see this is why I wait till the final because I like to watch no, them all it was like, worth the semi-finals yeah, yeah. were so entertaining and last night the highlight and actually I'll just tell you about one more competitor Australia mm. the guys from Australia were have been trying to get into Eurovision for nine years. They have entered whatever the Eurovision they got local the competition in Australia is final. nine mm. for nine years. They got through this year. Uh-oh. They've got through in the semi-final last night and their song is really good. Um, they're kind of older guys and they're like a bit rocky. Um, but again, brought this massive performance. As I say, they did a car on the stage, like cool. mad stuff. But anyway... Um, the intermission performances last night, there was two. There was one, it was quite sentimental, sort of uh, Ukrainian artists. Obviously, there's still a lot of emotion around what's going on in Ukraine. So that was presented in that through a song and a dance. And then they completely switched it up and there was a full-blown drag queen performance, lip-syncing performance of about three or four songs with a dance troupe of about... 40 dancers and the the drag queens were dressed as Alicia, Hannah and Julia. Yeah, (laughs) It was joyful. It was so good. The dancing was brilliant. The miming was brilliant. The atmosphere was brilliant. The staging was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was so good. I don't even know if the interval could be as good on Saturday night. I mean, Sam Ryder's doing it and there's going to be a sort of a medley Mm. of... um, ex-Eurovision performers doing Liverpool songs. Yeah. So uh, people like Sanya and, you know, Dodi or Daddy Freyr, you know, the guy from Finland. Oh, they yes. never got to perform yeah, because yeah. of COVID, but he's got kind of famous. Um, other people who I don't really know, Jacobs, Duncan Lawrence, Mahmoud, Nita. They were all singing as well on Saturday night. But anyway, if you're not doing anything, if you don't pass Saturday night, definitely oh, watch I love watching it. I love the Saturday night, but yeah, I, know, I don't know. I should have just watched. Well, we were out anyway last night, but I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. I love your vision. This is the first year I've really watched the semi-finals. Normally, yeah. I just jump in and watch Ireland's performance, whatever, and watch them getting kicked out. But this year, um, I honestly gave me gave me joy. Aww. So there you go. I have to say quickly, I'm so sorry to Elaine because I spoiled it for her the other day that uh, Ireland were kicked out because she was watching oh, it 10 minutes behind and I texted her. Oh, oh, that's a pity about Ireland. And she was like, we're watching 10 minutes but delayed. <laughs> so I'm really sorry again for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Ireland are going to do to up their game next year, but whatever. I mean, in a way, the songs don't matter as much anymore and there isn't really room for that sort of sentimental piano plinky plonky thing anymore. But the staging lads, please, somebody get. I feel a like we need something like director. over the top Irish, like something river dancey or something. Like and that. I, you're hitting the nail on the head because. 
they did a sort of a analysis and the yeah. groups that sang in their own language got through more than the yeah. groups who sang in English. Yeah. So it, there is something about leaning into your culture. uh, cultural identity mm. and all that stuff, you know. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who wins now. There was a woman on the radio this morning talking about the politics of it all. She's actually yeah. written papers about it. And they were saying actually that what kind of tends to happen is that it essentially reflects a global view on something. So like last year, Ukraine yes, winning. Yeah. Um, and the presenter said to her, well, in that case, won't Ukraine win again tomorrow? And she said, well, no, no. because you still don't know what way people would be influenced by the actual performances in the songs. I, you but know? a lot of so, people are saying Sweden, like, and Lorraine. She's very good. Uh, or like tune Norway has been stuck well. in my head. People are on about yeah. too. So you might have won the Nordic countries. Now, I'd love to go somewhere, but I wouldn't go to Nordic countries just because they're so expensive. But one year mm. I'm going, even just going to the yeah. city for the weekend, wherever oh, it is. Oh, I'd love to do it. it. The crack. crack. Oh, um, yeah. Croatia have a wild entry as well. And they, I, I wasn't, I didn't think they'd get through. It's like five guys in their 50s standing around um, wearing kind of military uniforms <laughs> and it, it, it's just bizarre kind of shouty there's not really much singing in it and um, it's kind of a well actually Ed Powers in the Irish Times said um, they deliver a waking nightmare remix of Monty <laughs> Python's Flying Circus with fake moustaches tatty vests and a man dressed as Rasputin screaming beneath two giant missiles there you go there he you said go. even more right. than O'Donoghue's jumpsuit it will haunt the dreams of yours forever oh, <laughs> yeah I saw a thing it's like when you order a jumpsuit off, a Harry Styles jumpsuit off Sheen or something I saw a few jokes like that about your man the creator oh god anyway oh, well done, one, we better there wrap up but, uh, okay. Have a lovely, lovely weekend, everybody. I bored you today. Your, no, Eurovision I love, chance. I love Eurovision. Sure, I we talk about it every year. This is our third year talking about Eurovision, so I know, not at all. I, I just okay. kind of don't want to know too much because I want to watch it and be like, oh okay. wow, this is mad. So you're kind of spoiling some of it for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. No, you'll Enjoy still. It anyway. still it's still going to blow your minds. I promise you. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week and um, presuming there's no activity out with uh, Nicholas <laughs> vagina or around Nicholas vagina that's terrible uh, but you know what I mean and uh, take care of yourselves and each bye. other's love you bye